1: let's link up uh, with a great man who's not long been awake, which is uh, which is great. So we've got him fresh, probably the first conversation he's had today, uh, except for himself in the mirror, Mitch McLean again. Welcome in.
0: Hey, mate. Uh, just uh, tell you what, mate, I know we all love a bit of shape-shifting, but when are the, when's the run home going to change up the theme song, mate? Oh. There's something new when I'm listening
1: to waiting on the phone to talk to you, bud. <laughs> shape Oh, look, it's been going to and a bit years. Yeah, they need to change it up. Let's be honest. Let's start a petition. Um, very first important question, favourite flavoured chips. Mitch.
0: Oh, look, I'm uh, a salt and vinegar, mate. Sorry, pretty stock standard.
1: That's all right. Bluebird thick cut chips, ultimate, epic salt and vinegar, new chip out, that's for you. Thick cut, <laughs> crunchy for blokes. Um, <laughs> Um, I said I was getting quite excited about the Black Capes and I've just had a text from Jerry saying come on staff, who have we played? England and Holland. Hardly can't really get excited about it but England are the defending champs. Are we guardedly excited about the start?
0: Well first and foremost England are the defending champions and they've been the dominant side around world cricket for for the last probably five, six years if we're going to be completely honest and I think we just caught them on the hop. I think they were a bit complacent in how they went about the game against New Zealand. It kind of just got out in ways that, you know, just seemed bizarre. And I think that was kind of the approach that New Zealand had last night against the Netherlands. Conway, a very un-Conway-like shot, um, almost looked like he just thought it was going to be too easy to score some runs after the good start they had with Will Young. So... Look, uh, yes, we've we've played England. I think that was a good performance, good start to the tournament. Netherlands just don't have the right setup for for playing against the bigger sides. They really need to be looking to to bat first and try and defend whatever total they they get. Because anyone who was watching last night would have seen how good they are in the field and and putting pressure on. And they're just going around it, about it the wrong way, and it kind of played into the Black Caps' hands. And And what was probably a lacklustre performance from the Black
1: Caps? I think the two two that I was really pleased with last night, Mitch, was Will Young, after getting sawn off for a duck in his first match, came back and scored 70. But also the repeat performance by Ruchan Ravindra to show he's got the mental fortitude to kick on, not celebrate too much with with the beginnings, getting another half century. Yeah, I'll
0: touch on Will Young first. I, I think the way... Will Young applied himself in Bangladesh in really difficult conditions. Um, was exemplary. I thought he was outstanding there. Um, and it was upsetting to kind of see him get that opportunity at the top order and, and get strangled down leg side, which which is a lucky wicket for Sam Curran. And then everyone starts talking about him being replaced by Ratchan Ravindra at the top of the innings. Yep, Ratchan played exceptionally well. But Will, Will Young's done his time, averaged 40 uh, for the last couple of years, been waiting in the wings for Finn Allen to fail and, and took his opportunity in Bangladesh and in, in the UK. So it was nice to see him bounce back. Uh, and there was a bit of chat on the commentary about his dismissal. He was trying to force something. But what I liked about it was that he was actually trying to increase the scoring rate at that point in the game. He wasn't thinking about personal milestones. And he was trying to up the rate because he knew he had some good batsmen behind us behind him. And, and that's what Kane Williamson used to do in, around that 2015 area era. He used to get out between 50 and 70 because he was trying to up the ante. So I thought the way he was trying to go about it, yes, he didn't get a big score in terms of getting that 100 that Rutchin did in the first game, but I thought he, his method and uh, uh, going about the game was what you want from an opener. And to touch on Rutchin, look, hey, that's absolutely brilliant that he, he did what he did and he backed it up. And um, he looked calm. He looked really calmed. He looked experienced beyond his years at the crease. Um, I was very impressed. And Spanner throws in the works now as with Kane and looking likely to be back against Bangladesh, he'll stop straight back into that number three spot. But I think Young needs to stay at the top for now at least, maybe until at least halfway through the tournament. Uh, I think he deserves that opportunity. But What Ratchin showed me last night was he came in at a position where the game was at a point where maybe a number four would be coming into the game. And and I thought he showed the adaptability with his batting style um, to maybe bat at four and slide everyone down. Um, Maybe have Tom Latham come in at five and Daryl Mitchell bat at six. Because if you're going to run a lineup with no Jimmy Neesham, you're going to have to have someone who's got some power at the end. And... And Daryl Mitchell and Glenn Phillips at the back end of an innings is a really nice combination if you're not going to play Nisham.
1: With Kane Williamson coming back then, and probably Tim Southey at some stage again, is it most likely that Chapman's the unfortunate orange pip that gets spat out?
0: Yeah, I think he is. I think his opportunity was last night to to bank bank a score in quick time to, to really put some pressure on Gary Stead. And, and Kane and Tom Latham to, to keep him in the side and, and maybe even look at dropping Will Young and, and keeping Rutchen at the top. But uh, I it wasn't to be, and that's the nature of professional sport. When you get an opportunity like he had last night with 10 overs to go, you've really got to capitalise on it. So I think you're right. I think he'll be the guy to miss out. Now, the Tim Southey one's interesting. I don't think, um, if you've been an avid watcher of New Zealand cricket over the past couple of years, uh, I think Tim Southee's been good in T20 cricket and One Day cricket. If he's not opening the bowling, his uh, his potency at first changes is, is not as effective. And I think Henry Matt Henry again showed with back to back threes that he's the man at the top of the innings who's who's the who's set in that opening partnership with Trent Bolt. And so how does Southee get into the team? Well, he's going to get in. Have to get in ahead of Lockie Ferguson who. Numbers-wise, hasn't been great over the last couple of years. And Bangladesh, I was there. I watched him he bowl quick, he bowl fast. But last night, he was he was considerably down on pace. And you know, I'm hoping that he was holding himself back a little bit because of that niggle he had, uh, which ruled him out of the first game. But it wasn't good signs if you're looking for that explosive first change bowler. Lockie Ferguson was bowling 135 to fast was 140. And we usually expect to see him bowling 145 to, to 150 and that's the difference that we need in this side as this World Cup goes on. So maybe Tim Southey does get an opportunity uh, in this next game just to put Lockie Ferguson on ice and give him a bit more recovery time but I, I feel like Lockie didn't play this game because he, he doesn't want to relinquish that spot and doesn't want to give Tim Southey a sniff because someone with Tim Southey's experience and his tactical now, once he gets an opportunity and and will have an opportunity to try to keep out. I'd imagine he's going to take that opportunity.
1: And would I be right in saying at a World Cup, um, well, in any sport, uh, sentiment or loyalty does have a place, but I do feel like, and trying to read between your lines, pace Trump's experience. Well, it it
0: does on Indian wickets because there's some variable bounce um, and uh, as this tournament goes on there'll be some variable bounce and the quicker you are the more you can extract that variable bounce um, just to force into the wicket and, and as well if, if the top order if Tim said uh, sorry if Trent Bolt and Matt Henry can do their job and expose that middle order to Lockie Ferguson middle order batsmen historically and lower order batsmen they don't like pace you know they want the ball that's you know, that 130-135 max, just to be able to hit through the line, it's not pushing them onto the back foot in that middle face. So it's that scare factor as well, where out of nowhere you can actually change the game, and, and, and that's what New Zealand cricket fans should be watching these next couple of games with a lot of interest, and seeing how Lockie Ferguson goes, because uh, it's such an important cog in the wheel if we're going to be successful uh,
1: throughout this tournament. And just the last thing, Mitch, uh, Kane Williamson, like none of us really know the extent of his damage. Uh, the medical people are saying this is a very quick return. Our next two games, Bangladesh and Afghanistan, ones we should win. Uh, we should be 4-0 after our force for first four. Do, do we risk him? Because the fifth game is India. Um, So your feeling is he'll play the next game or one of the next two before we take on India?
0: I guess the nature of listening to the reports and and all around the injury and that kind of stuff and how he got some swelling after the uh, the warm-up games, I wonder if they'll look to play him against Bangladesh and sit him down against Afghanistan and just give him that extra little bit of time to recover because I feel the nature of it, if it is going to swell up and and it's a quick turnaround, then, you know, you can compound that injury and that swelling. So maybe it's a play against Bangladesh, and then we, we go back to the sides that we've we've been playing in these first couple of games uh, when we play Afghanistan. But neither of those sides should be taken lightly. I mean, Bangladesh, with all the turmoil that's going on in their camp, No Tuman and Iqbal, and the politics of Shakib al Hassan you know they still have the ability they still have match winners who in the right conditions can challenge the black caps and if the if the black caps turn up like they did last night a little bit low well what looked to be a little bit low in energy a little bit low on intent um and focus then they're, they're the type of side who can trip you up afghanistan as well i mean they haven't got a great one-day cricket record but in indian conditions uh who knows they've got world beaters in terms of rashid khan and the likes. So, yeah, I think they'll go all out with this one against Bangladesh with Kane in the in the forefront there. And, and then, jeez, uh, I hate to say it, but they might take Afghanistan a little bit more lightly than Bangladesh.
1: And actually, we just had a text in from Josh asking to ask you about the lack of crowds at the grounds. We all hear that cricket's a religion in India, but no one's going to church.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's... Um, it's partly it's partly the fact that the the schedule from the BCCI wasn't released early enough for um, a lot of your foreign fans to to actually plan and and book tickets um, and uh, if they were doing a trip overseas to see their team. So the fans from overseas who are there, uh, uh, the fans have had the ability just to to drop drop whatever they're doing at, at the drop of a hat and and go over there and support their side. So that's been the disappointing part. The schedule hasn't been fixed, it's constantly changed uh, leading up to this World Cup, and that's disappointing for, for global fans. But locally, mate, ticket prices are far too expensive far too expensive for, for what the local fans can afford. And, and and they're only going to shell that kind of money out to, to be part of the experience of, of what the locals will be hoping is, is an India World Cup win. So it's unfortunate. Will they change the ticket prices to make it look better on the TV? Look, I don't think they will. I think they'll just take it on the chin that the world's kind of watching and and looking at these empty stadiums. I don't think they really care outside the Indian Games. So I think it just is what it is. We're just going to have to get used to it. It just... Hope the camera's not on the crowd too much and it's on the good cricket in the middle. Yeah.
1: Interestingly, I went on the ticketing website when uh, New Zealand played England and they were lining up for the anthems in a completely empty stadium. So I went on the ticketing website and there was a message there said, stadium filling fast, get your tickets now. <laughs> it's just bollocks. Oh.
0: Yeah, well, you do, do yourself, I won't well, try and quote a number, but the average income in, in India is, is probably... Almost as much as one of the tickets in some of these um, cases. So mm. uh, you know, that's those are the numbers that we're working with, which is the disappointing part. It should be a should be a cricket festival. It shouldn't be uh, trying to exclude anyone from being able to go and see see the games, particularly the games that are not involving India.
1: Brilliant. Okay, Mitch, great chatting, buddy. Um, enjoy uh, living the nocturnal lifestyle during the World Cup.
0: Here's Will do.
1: Catch up. There he is, much for cleaning again joining us on the Cricket World Cup.